thoughts, we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Hammer, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself, this fight that you're in, this is what will make you stronger. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Call. We've got myself, Austin, here in Elmer, Quebec. John is not here. John is absent. He is currently lost on a uh, bike trip. So it is just myself and Amher in, uh, out there in Toronto, Ontario. How are you this evening, Amher? It's just you and I, pal. Yeah, man, I'm doing, um, I'm doing good. Um, I had a whole bunch of stuff, man, that I've been wondering about you. Um, that Damn, I to this do is it. like a second week in a row. Or... No, not the second yeah. week in a row. Yeah, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but dude, yeah, what what podcasts are you listening to these days? A lot of um, <laughs> a lot of Joe Rogan. The he's had some really good guests on lately that have been really long podcasts. So Alex Berenson, Aaron Rodgers, and um. They do an they do a recurring episode called Protect Our Parks. With oh yeah, yeah, that's a must. That's a must watch dude, for me. So hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I actually listened to the first church, uh, Warren Buffett shareholders meeting recording. You did, yeah. Which one? The first 1999. one. Nineteen ninety nine. Oh, nineteen ninety nine. Why that I, one? Just because I wanted to hear if there was any like Y two K like fear. Oh, for sure. Because I wanted to see like what they asked and and like there was one one or two questions. Do you remember? Yeah, well, I'd forget if I watched the AM or the PM. Oh, okay, okay. You you watched the AM? Well, yeah, because it opened with like uh, yeah, yeah. yo, it's so formal how they do it, and also him and Charlie are like an old married couple. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. And just the way Warren talks, dude. Like, yeah, that's uh, small. My name's Warren. Yeah, guy next to me, uh, Charlie. You know, I see he hears we're a perfect couple. Yeah, it's so <laughs> good, man. Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, I listened to that and um, there's also been uh, really good. Uh, I've, I've started listening to the Ice Coffee Hour a lot more. It's a it came across my radar only because um, we were talking a lot about Alex Hermosi the past couple months and uh Alex Hermosi was on the Ice Coffee Hour. So when I searched Alex Hermosi, apart from his podcast, the most popular podcast he had been on was the Ice Coffee Hour. Do you know what I'm referring to? Um, I didn't know his most popular podcast, but I, I will, I'll share something I think it's about the it. most popular podcast he was on as a guest. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Um, and what, then what? the School of Greatness, too, with uh, Lewis Howe. Howes. Daily Stokes kind of been on the back burner lately. Um, 
What else? Yeah, iced mm-hmm. coffee hour. What would um, you what'd you take away from the Warren Buffett podcast? Man. Did you did you find it boring? Did you find it exciting? Did you feel like an idiot? Like what, what just walk me through your emotions of that. Did you listen to the whole thing? Did you only listen to 30 minutes? I listened to about an hour and a half. I had a lot of driving around to do one day, and I just kind of listened to it throughout the day as I was driving. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what, how did I feel? I felt like I knew there was a lot that I didn't know about stock markets and investing. After hearing that hour and a half, I realized that not only is there a lot that I don't know, <laughs> I it's like not not knowing that you could like it, it It was like realizing I, I had a sense that I didn't know I had like, you know, how like you have your five senses. It'd be like if somebody found out to me or, or told me tomorrow oh. and I found out that like there's this sixth sense, you idiot. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> it was like that level of like, oh, OK, you know. Dude, by then he's been investing for like fifty years. By ninety nine. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's interesting to me. He was like eighty. No, wait. No, he must have been. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, it's been. It's been a while since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, so he's years. Yeah, like thirty to forty years. Whatever. All in, all he's ever done. Yeah, he's he's ninety two, dude. What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's why we gotta go. He just had his ninety second birthday. Yeah, that's why we gotta go to Omaha, man. You you gotta catch these legends. God, man, and he's still fully there, eh? Mentally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nineteen thirty. I think guy um, was born coming out of the depression. I think Charlie Munger is 98. Oh yeah. Charlie Munger looks like he could be. Yeah. He is 98. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I know their ages. That's a good sign. Holy. Yeah, dude, it's, it's insane. It's frick. insane. I'm still listening every morning while in the shower. I, that's what I listen to. And I'm at right now I'm in 2014. So I think I'm like 150 hours in. <laughs> he was born on New Year's Day, 1924. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. That's what I'm he's, saying. He might reach 100. Munger? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think he will. Yeah, man. That is crazy. Do they talk about how they stay alive? Because aren't they known for like eating junk food and McDonald's and candy and shit every day? Oh, it comes up like every two meetings on like how their health is and um, they get regular checkups. Because they're, 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 they're managing healthy. like hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Like. No, like half a trillion dollars. <sighs> that is hundreds of millions. Hundreds of billions. Yeah, I know. It's also hundreds of millions. It's thousands of millions, I suppose. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's you know, nuts, man. you know, if you but look, yeah, up, I guess like that's why it comes up, though, because of how much they're responsible for mainly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you look, yeah. if, if you look up both their net worths, you'll you'll see one is Warren Buffett's like worth like 90 billion. Charlie Munger's worth like maybe five billion. Yeah. Like something like that. Maybe 10 billion. Oh, and interesting. the reason 
is because they have different philosophies on charity. So Charlie Munger wanted to donate most of his money while he's alive. While Warren Buffett's going to donate all of it when he's dead, when he dies. The day he Mm -hmm. dies, all of his shares go to his uh, charity. I think like his kids keep like 0.1%. And he's worth what, 90 billion? I don't know. You got to look it up. I don't know what he's worth. 90. Just type in Warren Buffett net worth. You'll see it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's 90. That's uh, still 9 million. Is 9 million 1% or 0.1? Wait, they get 0.1%? So, something like that. I think like 99% of his wealth will be donated. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think they'll, they'll keep like 1%. 1% of his net worth, I think, is around 10 million. Seems yeah. Like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool, man. Nice. Um. Here's what's interesting. I actually have a roadmap to get to work with Alex Hermosi. So the person we're working with, his name's Cole Gordon. He does a lot of things with Alex Hermosi. Cole Gordon's business does $30 million a year. And Hermosi grew faster than him. He's like a contemporary of him. And to work with Hermosi, your business needs to be doing 300000 a month. So Patrick and I actually have it broken down. Okay, how do you Wait, get to three? hold on. Sorry to interrupt you. What's the name of the person you're working with? Cole Gordon. Cole Gordon. And what's his company called again? Closers.io. And so he, his former client was Alex Hermosi. Oh, he, they're like friends, yeah. But is it, did they meet because he hired Cole to help him with Alex Hermosi, I think for sure. Um, you can check his website if he's on the testimonials, but I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> confident that... Alex Ramosi was needing closers and then went to Cole Gordon and Cole was like, yeah, here, like I got you. Interesting. Yeah. So, so this yeah, the, the, is uh, the it, guy it, on the, the main page is, is your guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he has got, got like a beard. Cole Gordon. Yeah. Very, very interesting guy. Um, here's a little, little fun anecdote. So, you know, uh, what's his face? Bald guy, controversial dude. What's his name again? Uh, David Goggins. <laughs> no, uh, he wears glasses. Bald like, guy, controversial dude. Andrew Tate. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, that yeah. guy. So, you also gave Don't Speak Too Far Into the Mic. You almost blew my ears up. Yeah, there. that was crude. That was insane. That was Sincere, sincerest apologies. My, uh, yeah. Sincerest you're, apologies, you're, gentlemen. You're responsible for at least three. No, no, no. Uh, I added it in post. Little little hearing hairs, you know, in my ear that I just lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. I can't edit your ear now. <laughs> How much is that worth, Austin? Just send me an invoice, oh, yeah. I guess. Just, yeah. send me, just send me the bill. Yeah. <clears throat> Yo, what's his... Yeah, okay, so... What anyways, anyways, if, if you want to get to know Cole Gordon really well, there's this guy who owns Easy Pay Direct. Easy Pay Direct is the main competitor. Easy Page Erect. no. No, easy. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Dude, I just want you to know that you just said the three words. You just said easy pay direct. That is what you just said. Easy just so pay we're clear. direct. Okay. I'm, I know that's what you meant to say, but what you said was easy pay direct. Okay. And we might have to play it back, but I will go to easy pay direct now because I 
think my Google search is going to get flagged by the CIA. <laughs> no, no. They're, they're a competitor to Stripe, and they're based okay, out of cool. Austin, Texas. Okay. Okay. Um, now, the owner of this company, like, they, they, like they, they make so much money, this company, but the, the owner has a podcast, and it's called BAM, Beyond a Million. Hmm. Beyond a million, and he has Cole Gordon on. So, if you're listening to this, or if you're, you know, Austin, for you, if you want to get to know Cole Gordon a bit more, uh, very, like very smart person, uh, me and James are now basically he's now our next mentor. We've decided he's the guy we're studying next. Nice, U- unanimously. Uh, Alex Ramos is actually a step beyond Cole. Yes, there's stuff we can learn from Alex, but Alex has a bunch of. Like he's just on another level. There's like a bunch of stuff that we know that maybe he doesn't talk about on the IG about his backend processes, his profitability, his ROAS, return on ads, man. Um. So, anyways, beyond a million, Cole Gordon, great episode to listen to. Uh, the reason I bring up Andrew Chait is because he uses Easy Pay Direct. I mean, I was signing up for it. Uh, I. Uh, you had to do a drop down. Where'd you hear from us? And one of the options was with the war room. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Um, anyways, yeah. What'd you take away from the Ice Coffee Hour podcast? The podcast as a whole or the episode with Alex? The episode. There were two things. Yeah, Yeah. two things mainly. One of them was the relationship he had with his wife, has with his wife, Lila? 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 I think so. Um, There's a really interesting point in that interview where he describes a time that uh, he had failed so many times that he welcomed Lila to leave him and actually encouraged it because they were broke with no money Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, in his book. Their payment processor or something had yeah. He got kicked off Stripe. He got yeah, kicked yeah, off Stripe yeah. Yeah. because too many back charges, right? Um. So yeah, Dean Graciosi, who does like deals with Tony Robbins, um, he right. does like five hundred thousand a month. Right. Uh, he got like three dispute charge charges. Mm. Completely banned off Stripe, and it like sank his business until he had to get a backup. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so something similar happened to Alex. Yeah. Right? So the way the way Stripe works is it holds money as a balance before it pays it out to you. So yeah. it holds your money hostage for like seven days. Mm-hmm. So during those seven days, Alex I think had like ninety G's in Stripe, and then Stripe banned him and froze his money. So it was going to take like three months for the money to clear. Mm-hmm. Which happened to one of my friends, Greg, who like does like stuff with gold and gold trading. Mm-hmm. So it was like. Yeah, he couldn't pay his guy. He had to pay out of his own pocket, went, you know, into debt. Yeah. So there's this story about Alex having yeah, this happen to him like, just yeah. at like the the worst time from what it sounded like. Yeah. It was like he really needed the money because he needed to pay guys that were going on uh or no, no, sorry. Lay, he he had most of his team quit or they had left or he had chosen for them to leave. I forget the the exact um story here, but uh Layla went on tour and sold uh gym launch uh and just had to sell or else the business was going to do really poorly like she needed to keep the business yeah. afloat with this sales tour and then she had come back by the way they're living in her parents basement yeah yeah and then he tells her that all the money that they have collected is now frozen 
and all and, and there's just like this whirlwind of shit that's just like man this would eat 99.9% of people alive like and it would make them quit and he was like listen I'm never gonna quit but you should probably not be with me anymore because I'm literally pulling you down right like <laughs> like what's the point in you doing this and then she was like Alex it doesn't matter like I'd live with you under a bridge if if that's where we would you know if that's where we have to go before we get to here or where we want to be wow and I was like, holy shit, man. Like, it makes me think, like, okay, do I even really know what a tried and tested relationship is? And, like, what I got from that is very eye-opening mm. about, like, the level that you have to care and love for someone to truly, you know, like, when you do when you, when you do your wedding vows, like, you know, till death do us part and through sickness and in health, like, that's what that is, you know? Like, none of this, like, oh, man, you know... My husband or my wife just, they really piss me off because they don't spend time with my kid or our kids. And, you know, it's like that. That's why we split up and all that shit. It's like, no, no, it's not. You didn't like, clearly there's, there's levels, there's, there's galaxies of, of, in terms of different ways of thinking about this. Right. Um, and what I had realized is that Alex and Layla have like what I would call like a true relationship based off of, um, things they've accomplished together through extreme difficulty. And it's almost like they have such thick skin, like their armor is so thick as a unit. Like what would bring them down? Like name a situation that would cause them to turn on each other, right? And I thought about this. I was like, there are situations right now that I could probably, you know, come like if I sat down and thought about it for a few hours, like I could probably list out a few situations that would cause Miranda and I to to see things so differently and think so differently that we would have to consider the fact that splitting up would be possible. Right. And then it made me think like, okay, well, if I want my marriage and my life and, you know, because my love and, and marriage and relationship is such an important part of my life, like it's more about proactively planning for those types of situations and trying to, to shrink the number of circumstances that that would happen. Like, that's almost what you like. I realize there's things I can be doing for my relationship in the future right now. Right. Which is like having these types of conversations and actually trying to accomplish bigger and better things with your partner. Um, that was like a huge thing in that conversation. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. How many hours? Other, a, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just the other thing's actually quite short. It was just that the 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 level of willingness that he had at a young age like it make it makes me it almost made me sick like you know like i i look around and i have nice things you know like i don't cheap out on things so i i essentially got to a point in my life where i was like okay this is what i have in the bank or this is what i've earned or whatever or i've had a great year so therefore i can go do x right like I had that happen to me like after like year three or four whereas Alex was like I don't care how much money I have like it's just not even a question I'm just literally eating like a like a poor person he describes times where it's like he he doesn't matter if he had like negative 100k or 500k it's like it's the same guy like he's still doing like those meal hacks at mcdonald's to eat six chicken breasts for six dollars and crazy shit like that right so he just has like this almost this like pathological level of willingness that few people have and regardless of what you've earned or not earned which is just nuts and i was trying to think like 
yes, it's possible for me to be that way. I just don't know if that's, I don't know. Would I enjoy my life as much? I don't know. Like, it's just weird. I haven't really thought too much about it. Mm. But I just remember seeing that, you know, such a large difference, right? Pretty big. Yeah. What were you going to say before I went to the second point? How many hours a week do you spend consuming podcasts? Pretty much every time I'm driving, 25% of the time I'd say I'm listening to music. Mm. The other 75% I'm listening to podcasts. I'm going to say I'm on the road for about an hour and a half a day. Oh, 10 hours a week. 10 hours a week. So let's say eight, let's say seven to eight hours a week of podcast listening. Eight hours a week. Cool. Okay. Um, what books are you reading right now? How often are you reading per week? Um, I talked about this loosely, but on the, on a few podcasts ago, I haven't fully stopped reading. Dude, what? Yeah, it's actually fucking <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah. No, why is it? Em- Hold on. Just relax. No, it's, Stop it's, beating it's, yourself uh, up. no, no, no. Sorry. I guess embarrassing, but it's also like, it's embarrassing, not from like a social standpoint, but like for myself, like I'm embarrassed for myself as like, I'm the. I'm the participant and I'm also the judge and everything is just like there's embarrassment radiating between that because mm-hmm. I know that I I actually want to read like I, I went to Gabe Gabe's cottage this weekend with him which was just so nice and restorative and then I got there we got there and the power was off and uh, you know as we were figuring that out I just started reading read for like 20 minutes and read a chapter of uh Ayn 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 Rand Ayn Rand Ayn Rand Rand. Ayn Rand um on objective thought and the first uh, the first chapter was about uh laissez-faire capitalism and Jesus it was just so yeah beautiful like just reading again like just you know I was like man I'd rob myself I probably haven't read a book in 10 months dude yeah man like like a book cover to cover i've i've dabbled in a book like i'm currently reading like if you were to say like how many books do you have open that you kind of gaze at once every couple weeks it's not reading stat no for sure i'm just there's like two or three that like i haven't finished yeah so what what ended up why do you think that is man Yeah. yeah i was just about to say like what ended up happening for me this year is that it kind of was a big reset in terms of um, what I was doing for a living and this, and the predictability of my schedule became so low that things like reading and exercising and eating and sleeping, they all kind of got impacted because I was still learning about how to master my schedule. And I feel like I've gotten to a point now where I understand like the move to the new position took a better understanding of a different market. Like there's different, there's different periods of demand in roofing where there isn't in painting. And so like to structure your sales efforts accordingly is different. Like with painting, there's almost no demand towards the fall with roofing. There is like, there's actually arguably higher demand than in the spring. So 
in the spring, like it's just a different mindset about how you're going to structure your efforts on a given year. And then also with production is radically different, you know, different positions that you're hiring for. I'm also working with the franchise to help implement the systems that I'm trying in my business and other businesses as well. And there was just so much there because we're building a franchise, there was less predictability in my day to day and week to week life. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, like if I have a new system that I want to try and capture and document into a system, into an actual like written script or document or flowchart, I'm going to capture that tonight instead of reading. Like it's just a choice that I was making time after time. And then I realized that, you know, hey, maybe for the first couple months or the first year, not reading is going to come at a cost. But if time that I could, time that I would spend reading, I'm spending building a business that needs building like that to me in the time seemed like a fair trade off. But it's truly because like, uh, you know, coming from a company like StudentWorks where there's 42 years of work compounded on top of each other about like how to properly do a, a setup phone call for an estimate. That is so much more predictable for me to go and then train 10 businesses on how to do that. Whereas I'm currently figuring out what works and what doesn't work for my business and then also sharing that information with other businesses. Like as a result of what I found out this year, there's a massive change in our sales structure that exists across all locations starting in starting next year. So these are all things that like they happen after, you know, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., right? When your day actually winds down, it's like time for me to actually kind of document this and make it real based on what I experienced that week or that day. And that's what kind of chews up my reading and and working out time. So I said, okay, fuck it. I'm the reading thing I'm trying to battle. The working out thing, I just started working out at the crack of dawn because what are you doing at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. you're sleeping so I can move my sleep a little bit further back and try to work out or and and do work out and doing so with other people to keep me accountable. Reading is just the one thing by the end of the year like it's September 11th today. I still don't have a handle on reading. For for what the about, year. What, what, what about your sleep? Sleep has gotten better uh because I have a commitment to be at uh like for example this week um and most weeks uh it's Monday it's it's three or four out of the five working days that I am uh, at the gym by six for a class. And that because it's with other people, it's with a group of either like three to eight people and with a coach, you kind of need to perform or because if you don't perform, you could like easily pass out, throw up like it's a very intense physical class. So I, I, I have to be in bed. Like I have to get seven hours. If I don't get seven hours, I'm useless. So now I don't have a choice but to be in bed by like at the very latest 9.30 p.m., um, which I have done consistently. Um, what about your food? Food has been a hit and miss like throughout the year. I've had weight? times. Um. Yeah, I've gained pounds. I've also gained muscle. I would say I've probably gained like two or three percent body fat this year, which is pretty substantial. I would say maybe even five at some points. But yeah, I've gained weight, but I've also like 
uh, also been training much harder. So I've gained muscle, I've gained fat, I've gained all sorts of different types of weight. But on the whole, I probably gained about 10, 8 to 10 pounds, which sounds like a lot. For me, I fluctuate in weight quite easily. Uh, 8 to 10 pounds is somewhat moderate. What about your relationship with Miranda? That's something that I think is, despite everything in my life that's changed this year, is one of the strongest things. Uh, she's also been trying to pretty much do something to the effect of what I'm doing. Um, she works a full-time job uh, Monday to Friday, 7 to 3, like a, like a regular office job, and then is a real estate agent on evenings and weekends. And so we, there's actually some days where we, we don't see each other, even though we live together, which is kind of funny. But there's just this like real clear sign of mutual respect and appreciation and support for what we're both trying to create. And so um, because of that is the first time in our lives where we've both been like there's always been a time like I, I've been the one who's been like working 80 to 100 hours a week. And then she is like there to support and also in school. Right. That was always the narrative for like the first four and a half years of our relationship. And now she's done school and working and she's doing the same thing that I am until we get married and try to have kids. Right. So um, we don't see each other. We see each other the less we see each other, the least amount we ever have seen each other right now. Per day, like if you measured minutes, but I would say our relationship because of what we talk about and how we support each other now versus before has never been stronger. When was your last fight? Fight with her? Mm -hmm. Our last fight was... Uh... Good question. Let me think. There was one that I can... Was it within nine months? Yeah, it was maybe like three months ago. Was it fueled by ego, fatigue? Bad listening. What what caused it? I don't want to know the fight, but what caused it? Mm, fuck, I can't even remember what it was about, man. Jeez. That doesn't know. I don't care about that. Like no, but it would what help me. It would help me answer that question. Like what was feeling it, right? Um, I actually can't remember what it was about, which is actually kind of hilarious. Uh, but I it's think probably a good thing. Yeah, knowing me, it was probably ego. What do you think your ego's done over the past nine months? I would say it's gotten it 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 feels like my ego had a little uh inflation protection package uh, applied to it recently just based off of the the career change and like the the market change like um I see just realizing that I you know like I'm only ever really good at one thing in one market at one time. That's it. Yeah. There's no like, there's no personal value in that. Like me thinking that I'm like amazing at what I do because of results that I have in a given month or year, it's just complete hogwash. Like put all it took was putting me in a different market with 80% similar strategies and systems and watch the suffering begin.
Um, what is this, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? It's a little like hot seat, a little interview. I'm just, I'm just curious about these things. I haven't, I haven't, because John has the propensity to share this stuff naturally. You don't, so I feel like I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I guess. Eh? Yeah, and I, that could be whatever. Maybe we're not asking you these questions. Doesn't matter, but I am now. Okay. Well, yeah, this is fun. Um. What what would you say to a franchisee coming to you and being like, Austin, I have such low schedule predictability that I don't have time to like take care of my eating and reading. I'm not reading anymore, man. How would you receive that? Like, I'm eating, I'm eating good. I gained, like, a couple of pounds. Nothing too bad. Uh, my sleep's getting better. I show up to the gym pretty consistently. But, man, I haven't read a book cover to cover in nine months. I would ask what's important to them. Um, and if their values have changed since starting something new. Well, what's important or, to you? Or if it was... an imp Like, is it strictly a time commitment? That you... Like, is it a time... Is, is it like a, a mismanagement of a finite resource? which is your time, and therefore you can't read? Or is it, like, actually that you've thought less of reading? Mm. What's your screen time looking like right now? Pull it up. Um, screen time is probably inaccurate this week because I was without No, reception. no, no, over the past. We can average it right now. Settings, screen time. Daily average... Fuck, how do you do this? CL activity, week. Get back in time. CL activity. How do you go like... I don't know. Back to a different week? It says... um. One hour, it's it's an average of one hour of socials per day, and then about three hours on the phone doing a, like work, like photos, messages, phone, maps. So the one hour of social, like I've cut it out before. No, I think that's fine. It's yeah, I mean, I don't really, I mean, it it seems high though. I feel like I could do it in like 30 minutes. But what, what, yeah. what's, what's important to you right now? Are you trying to build a nest egg of cash to start a family? Um, yeah, that's, that's honestly, man, I, I'm realizing that I, I, I've actually kind of thought it more about this, uh, as time's gone on. Um, that was my goal. And to a certain extent, like I've, 
I feel like I'm very close to accomplishing that goal. Why well, I am very close to accomplishing that goal, but I'm realizing that that's just like kind of meaningless. Like the cash, the cash reserve is like, yeah, that's great. But what do you have that, you know, like, do you have a way of being present with kids once they're born, right? Like, <laughs> like if you have the cash reserve, great. Like you can afford to have a child, like, you know, you could buy diapers and food and, you know, if your kid gets sick and needs treatment, you can do that. If they want to play sports, they can do that, whatever. But like, how are you going to see them as much as you want to see them? You know, that's the thing that I'm really starting to realize. Um, so yeah, that's been more on my mind than the cash thing. But that was my biggest goal. As I've said many times on this podcast, like I just need to prepare for when I have kids and all these things. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and like the, the, the running, we I've talked about this a lot before with you about the idea of like running from financial, like the fear of financial in, insolvency. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. when you mentioned time availability, here's how I would look at it. If I was in your position, quality of time, be, right? Like that type of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but here's what I mean. Excuse me. There's like time with your kids. And by the way, it's like, I feel like I, I can have some input with this because most of my clients have kids. Mm. So I like, I see this. Right. Um, there's like time spending with your kids where like you're playing with the toys, you're watching a baseball game, but then there's time they're observing you. So I started re-listening to some Grant Cardone podcasts and he was just mm. talking about like how smart his daughters are. That everything he does, they're like picking up on like a sponge. Everything. If him mm. and Elena are in the room next door, you know, his wife, and the, the, the kids are like watching a TV, you know, w without even hearing a word of what's going on in the bedroom, they know that they're fighting. And they know what it's about. Honestly, as a former child, I can agree with that. <laughs> like that is so, that is so accurate. So I bring this up because I see an opportunity based off some of the stuff you're sharing, which mm. is if you if you actually want to be the best dad, mm -hmm. you'd actually have to be also the best business owner you can. Yeah, because I think if you're a really good business owner. You own a business. The business doesn't own you, meaning mm -hmm. you have employees. Mm -hmm. It's pretty automated and you're making a healthy, healthy salary. Yeah. But if you are also a very healthy and good businessman, your children are going to sponge up your daily habits. Yeah, I agree. So, so when you tell me that over the past nine months, it's not that bad, man. I only gained eight pounds. Probably half of that is muscle. You know, it's like you, you already know. It's like if you're not growing or if you're not mm -hmm. getting better, you're, di you're, you're dying. You're just entropying. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity I see, it's like to actually be the best dad means to be the best version of yourself in all areas of life. Meaning mm -hmm. like you're extremely fit. You're extremely integrous. You're extremely in communication. You're extremely on top of things. You're very proactive, not reactive. You push life back when it pushes you. 
and you don't sacrifice your non-negotiables. Um, mm-hmm. When I think of you, I actually think that you have like a like a like a pretty much like a job. It's like that's what you're trying to become a VP. Like there's a job and the performance. There's a lot of commission based that's going to come your way on your performance. And then I think about well. I think Austin is, has the tools necessary to become the best version of himself despite the compensation structure or the business model he's in. And then I'm like, well, who, who is like a good example that I can compare Austin to? And I was instantly just like Cameron Haynes. Cameron Haynes is a top performer in his company. And he runs a marathon every morning and carries like a 150-pound rock up a mountain and is the best bow hunter in the world and has written a New York Times bestseller. That's what I see as possible. And he's a great dad too. Because Joe Rogan wouldn't be friends with him if he wasn't a great dad. If you look at the people Joe Rogan admires, he admires people who are also great dads. Like I listened to the Kevin Hart one. They talked a lot about their kids. If you look at Grant Cardone, he mostly talks about his kids and building this for his kids. But you look at all these men, Kevin Hart, Joe Rogan, Cameron Haynes, Grant Cardone. It's like they are actually at their prime as we speak. And they're in their 50s. Hey guys, Austin here. Just wanted to check in mid-episode and thank you so much for your ongoing listenership and commitment to the podcast. We have some of the most enormously positive data with regards to how long our listeners listen to episodes for meaning we can tell the vast majority of our listeners listen right from the first to the last second of the recording which in the world of podcasting is just completely unheard of so we wanted to just stop in here mid-episode and say thank you for being you you guys are absolutely awesome Because of this overwhelmingly positive data over the last two years, we decided it would be a great idea for both us and our listeners to launch a Patreon. A Patreon is essentially a platform that you can subscribe to to get more connected with myself, John and Amber, and the podcast as a whole. So whether you're a massive fan of the podcast and want to get direct individual coaching from myself, Amber, or John, or want to just have early access to episodes and chip in a few dollars a month to help us take this podcast to the next level, bring on more guests and provide more value, there are tiers that are built for you, I can guarantee it. If you wanted to look into Patreon, get more information about how you could gain more value through the podcast and really augment your listening experience, you can check out our link in our Instagram at the weekly call pod on Instagram or simply press pause on this episode, go into the show notes, click the Patreon link and check out more details about the tiers we have available there. Thanks so much, guys. And thank you so much for continuing to listening to the weekly call podcast. Now back to the episode. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree with what you're saying. The, the, the thoughts that come to mind are two things. One, if I need to be very, like, I, they, the, my children pick up on who I am when I'm not work or when I am working, when I'm not working, they're a sponge, right? So if I'm going to be the best dad, I have to be um, the best business person I can be. 
where I struggle with that line is um, how do you continue to drive growth within your business and not have it take up the majority of your mental space because <laughs> because my that, that's my challenge yeah yeah i i would say to you that is literally what you should be spending all your time doing and reading about no i agree i i, I can see the <laughs> and the, and there's the, people the, in your life who, who have done this exceptionally right. well like chris thompson yeah that you can reach out to and which yeah. we, we should have on this podcast by the way chris if you're listening um We'd love to have you on, man. I think yeah. we're due for a conversation. Oh, we have, we're long overdue. Uh, but um, yeah, so I, I, think- I, I really don't know that answer fully. I'm working on these things. I have some solutions in TradeArc for right. these moms and dads that come to me that have been working. Mm-hmm. But it's like stuff you already know. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it is actually stuff you already know. There are no tricks. It is opportunity cost. Yeah, so it is that, that is my law. that is my biggest thing. Like that's the man. That should excite you. It is. It is exciting. I think that yeah, so this that's the first thing that comes to mind. That's where also stoicism comes in. Right. That's where like mindfulness comes in. Like when you talk about filling up your mental space, that's yeah. that's all like you not having control over your thoughts and emotions. Yeah. So that, you know, right there, there should be a book that you're consuming three hours a week within books within a specific genre that you should be studying. If that's your goal, you shouldn't do anything. There's no shoulds or haves or needs. It's just all within your control here. Mm -hmm. But. And then the the second thing I. It comes to mind, which not to move away from what you just said too quickly, I, I, no, I no. fully acknowledge and agree. Um, the second thing is, I think I have this conditioning that hard work equals reward. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what I tell all my clients, which is yeah. to really get to the next level in business. To get to the point where you want to be, to actually move the needle forward, you're going to have to learn how to work less with your back and more with your head. Mm-hmm. Which I think the, the slippery part of my reality is that when I'm thinking with my head, it feels like sometimes I, yeah, I, it, it almost touches more back on the, uh, the conversation we had <clears throat> two weeks ago about the resistance idea, right? Um, Great. If you can solve this idea of resistance and time management, mm-hmm. these seems like two obstacles away from your dream. Well, life. yeah, time management, but also like time perception, whatever you call it. Yeah, it's just like how I think about my work. Like, for example, yeah, it's just it's just a bad conditioning. Like the it's way not I, bad. Don't use that word. It's not Sorry, bad. it's not bad. It's just like it's not, it workable it, it's to not aligned with what I'm trying to create. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm trying to create is a life of abundance and, mm. you know, 
being in the best shape I've ever been in, running a great business, having kids that get to observe me uh, doing so in order, you know, that, like you said, the best, best way to parent them is to, is to lead from the front and to acknowledge the fact that they soak up everything I will do or not do and just not feel like they're evaluating me, but rather just show them the change that, uh, I've made in my life. Um, and be present with my relationships and people I care about. But I think that the difference is this conditioning thing is is going to become a bit of an impasse for me because one of one of my close friends um, and I we we made a commitment to each other actually last week that we're going to compete in uh, in the first in, in in a CrossFit competition next year together. Great. Um, and so we're going to start. Is it Sully? No. No, it's a friend that I've had since childhood who... Uh, What's his name? His name's Colin. Colin, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, well that's pretty good. And so him and that's I have thing. both, like... Him and I are oddly similar uh, in, in, in several ways. We're very different in some ways. We're very similar in others. And the ways that we're similar is that we've both struggled with our weight in our lives. We both struggle with... Uh, and by struggle, I mean, you know, maybe not the best word, but we both deal with... We both deal with overconsumption tendencies, right? So him and I love to drink, love to eat, um, love to enjoy fine wine, food, beer. You know, we tend to, when we, when we are having a good time, when we are celebrating, we tend to overconsume. Um, and we both have like this desire because we've never been in the best shape of our life, like we don't know what our bodies are capable of yet because we're both like strong in good shape, but because we don't couple it with like the hundred percent, like we just keep getting the ball. We acknowledged this last week. <clears throat> we just keep getting the ball to the 10 yard line every time with regards to fitness. I mean, right. So like 52 it, years, man, it's a football analogy, right? Like, no, you, I get it. I get it. You're not there. You're not finishing. Yeah, exactly. But like we put in like, you know, we get up and go to training every every time we need to go with 5 a.m. Like I'm going to pick him up tomorrow morning at 530 a.m. at his house and we're going to go to the gym like that's the, where I'm going to be tomorrow. But then, you know, two weekends from now or three weekends from now, you know, something's going to come up where there's like something, you know, a, a minor celebration or a minor like get together and we're just going to like, you know, make a bunch of amazing food and drink and like undo Do that you calorie lot. count? Um, no, I don't calorie count. When I did calorie count, I was in the best shape of my life. Yeah. So, so this is the thing Wait, I'm getting on. at though, Amber, is that like the, oh, okay. the, 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 uh, conditioning. So like, what are your thoughts on this? Like, have you dealt with people that have this, that they want to work on in their business or like, or, or even oh, thoughts dude. of your own on this dude i it's it's it, it, multiple times a month i have a person who's in his early 60s who's just realizing that they are that they have been procrastinating for the past 25 years and they're basically saying to me hey Amr, like my kids are out of the house my grandkids are out of the house and i'm looking at my bank account and you know I'm you know I'm on the tools forty hours a week, and I have no retirement. Help. 
Hmm. And, uh, and I'll be like, I don't think you understand what you're basically asking help for. Like, you're going to have to help yourself, man. And I'm going to be there beside you. Mm. But like, we got to undo all this laziness. And if you think it's going to be easy, then brother, I, I got I got some news for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a frame, man, that this is this is a new life that you're going to have to start living. Right. It's not a I hate the 10 yard analogy because it's like, well, you get the touchdown. You, you'll never get the touchdown. The whole it's an infinitely long yeah field. yeah you get it to the 10 yard line it's just like the new like it's like the 10 yard line that you just came from like the one at the other end of the field you know it's the no it's like it's infinity you start at infinity and you're trying to go to zero <laughs> oh, i got to the uh i got to the infinity yard line again no it's like you run 10 yards and then you look up and it's like you didn't move it's like no it's just you just have to like the run mm-hmm and there's different areas of my life where I've embraced that type of thinking. It's the conditioning around food, drink, and exercise that is like something that's just so like I yeah, love I what I do. Like I truly do. I, I have a goal that I'm working towards. It's fulfilling. The people I work with are great. And I I love the 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 work. Um Yeah. The 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 food thing is like it's weird because I like yeah, man. Here's some bad news. I got some bad news for you. And I realized this. So I got a personal health coach. Remember, I shared that with you. Yeah. Um, and part of the things I realized is, oh, anything in life that is worth getting will require self-discipline, self-accountability, and tracking. Just like anything we do in our business. So it's just that easy? Like, it's just, if you aren't well, doing those three things. you just literally said, when you calorie counted, you were in the best shape of your yeah, life. Yeah, like, that was that was an anecdote, but I'm just, I'm just no, saying, no, I'm asking you what it. you, I'm asking you if those three things are, like, a non-negotiable in everything that you want to change, you in have. your opinion. And I'm not, I'm not, like, saying it with, like, a... Yeah, here, I have this written down, actually. Um, let me pull this up. I have this in my notes. It comes up every now and then when I'm coaching somebody. Um, here it is. I got this uh, framework from, I think it was Sam Ovens. Here we go. So here's where people go wrong. People, most people don't make a new educated assumption about something, specifically an area of your life. Now, an educated assumption is like a hypothesis. Okay, so uh, you're going to make a hypothesis on what you think your health should be. But it's got to be educated. Most people don't even do that first up. Okay? Now, some people make a new educated assumption. Hey, man, I got to go knock on some doors. Like, that's clear to me. I got to knock on some doors. Or we'll just talk in your example. I got to lose some weight. I got to, like... Yeah, I guess for my thing, just to be clear, like, so we can talk about the right thing. It's actually not about losing weight. I, I don't think I need to lose weight. Like if, if when, when sure, I, sure. what is it? Then? Like, it's just about getting in better, like shape. Okay. I got to get in better shape, better shape, but also just like, just to be clear on the, the, the commitment that Colin and I set with each other last week for next year is that we want to see what 
our bodies can look like after one year of pure dedication into to, what to our health like in, man, in an man. extreme way are you open are you open to, to my opinion on that yeah i i see something i see, i just identified a pattern you just set a goal that is based on hard work but does that goal include calories or sleep yes it does yes okay how many calories should you be consuming on a daily basis well okay so like we haven't started it we're starting it in november and okay good how right, that right. how that works started. no no but we we're looking like we already have thankfully one of our mutual friends is a is a is a professional crossfit athlete so he's going to be training us we have to find a nutrition coach and then we haven't talked about sleep but i'm trying to convince him to buy a whoop strap so we can measure sure. it together okay yeah. there you go okay yeah but like you gotta you gotta like collect the date dude this is all the basics, man. You want to know the biggest breakthroughs that I've gotten this past like couple of months? It's just how shallow my knowledge is on so many things. Well, yeah, man. Bro, like I know so many buzzwords. Better than like the average Buzzwords? Person, what do you mean? Like self-discipline, integrity, entropy. You know, <laughs> okay. You're meaning like you can sound like you know what. Like, like I, I, I guess, you, I guess we both do, right? Like I can I, I tell guess. you what those words mean, right? But brother, if I knew integrity, consistency, and self discipline, I will. Be, I would have been. A We'd be talking right about now. Amr Abu Shakra, not not Seneca. Yeah. No, he's just like David Goggins knows discipline. I don't know discipline, man. James pointed this out the other day. Him and I were reading like this document from Cole Gordon. And Cole Gordon was talking about integrity, entropy, self-discipline, being healthy. And at the end of the document, dude, it was like 36 pages. And at the end of the, uh, we, we sat there for 45 minutes reading this thing. At the end of it, I'm like, oh man, like that was a great read. And you know what's cool, James? Like, you know, we already know 90% of this stuff. And then James just looks at me, he's like, uh, bro are you insane james doesn't say bro but he's like are you insane i'm reading this and i'm maybe maybe at most getting 15 percent of what this guy's talking about it's like what do you mean man you know what entropy is you know what integrity is you know how to put a team together he's like yeah if i did i'd be running a 30 million dollar business and i was like oh oh no. and you're like you're like oh shit oh, and you're like yo same shit. yeah I'm like, I realize I don't know what discipline is. I don't. I don't wake up at 5 a.m. I don't have a cold shower. Damn. I don't run a marathon before starting my day shift like Cameron Haynes. I don't know what that is like. This guy does it every day. Okay, well. I'm tired even talking about it. <laughs> I'm out of breath at the very thought of me. Having to spend three hours in the morning running a marathon for going and starting my eight to 10 hour shift where I should be a top performer. Yeah. I don't know what these things mean, man. Yeah. So that's the biggest breakthrough I came to. And um, you got to be a well, yeah, you got to be aware of that because because for me to say that I knew 90 percent of what Cole Gordon was talking about is like a form of arrogance. And you 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 gotta catch you gotta catch yourself. So, um, 
Yeah. Where was I saying with this? So I, I was going to share like... It was just wh- wh- about the three facets you were talking about. Self-discipline. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the, one of... Yeah, 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 perfect. Thank you. I'm saying, remember this thing we learned called smart goals? Yeah. Like... <laughs> like... Yeah. Did, did, did you... Yo, Gabe, pull up smart goals again. I have my smart goals, dude. Like... Dude, I remember creating that in my first ever like DM, hearing it, and in my the first ever podcast I ever listened to was like mentioned smart goals. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that. That's that's baby stuff. Yeah. But I only relate to that as baby stuff because I did it when I was a quote unquote baby. So poor me. I, in my mind, put smart goals in a no, no, yo, just pull up the um, just pull up the diagram you saw earlier. I put smart well just to go images, yeah. So, and this is a test for everybody listening. If you, we all know what SMART goals are. Right now, get, tell me what that acronym means. Austin, don't look at the screen. Tell me what the acronym, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like looking at the screen. I have to like, I don't okay. know. Uh, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time sensitive. Yeah, you, um, you missed one. It's not realistic. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's like. That's like the antithesis. Yeah. Uh, R is not realistic. Um, reasonable. No, of course not. Uh, why am I blanking man. on this? Man, man, we don't know, man. We don't know anything. <laughs> we don't uh, know, man. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get it. We're going to go on for an hour if it takes that. Uh, specific measurable attainable results based wrong no i've heard a smart no that's not wrong relevant wrong. bro relevant. relevant that is such a is weak it, r though relevant is it worth it is it worth it okay well yo open that document man why are you just please so Wait, sorry what yeah just click on it this one here yeah i can't okay. read it's not gonna well, yeah, but then it's going to do this. It's going to get even smaller. Gabe got so lucky just there when it, it got pinch smaller. It with your, <laughs> pinch it with your finger. Dude, so I don't have a touch screen. What do you think? I'm made of money here? Uh, uh, all right. Damn, all right. we got to get me, Jamie. Oh, uh, God. Oh, God. Jesus. Right, Amber, if you're listening this to this, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're looking for... Uh, nah, Gabe did, it. Gabe did a good job. Anyways, anyway, no, I know. I mean, dude. Um, but dude, I'm telling you. So when you no, tell me, Amber, what do you look for when you're setting any goal? Dude, smart goals. Just set some smart goals, man. Amber, Amber, you did 225k in your rookie year. What was the secret? Smart goals. No, dude. My genuine question every single time I got asked that was, I just went door to door. Yeah, five days a week. No, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. From Yo, January um, 6th to July 7th. So that's, that's just it. Amber, I want you to consider that, like, with me as an individual, and this is just, like, when we're talking about things that, like, we're talking about, right? Like, you're questioning me, and I'm talking about things that I want in my life. And and I really appreciate these conversations because I feel like what comes up here is actually of worth. And, you know, it it, it helps to talk about and, and bounce ideas and different ways of thinking off of you. However, sometimes we get to these impasses, not impasse, sorry, situate, uh, I guess a, a point in the conversation where we've identified areas that I am aware and acknowledge need work, 
And then we get to a point where you're telling me that, for example, something that you just told me, which is we don't know much, right? Like, look at how little we know, right? Like, it's just, (laughs) isn't it just insane? For me, there's never a point where, I don't know if it's just like my personality or like the way I think about the world, but I never think I know. And and I try to never speak that way. Yeah, yeah. And, um... But it's I more. It, I was but, the but same my way. challenge. Okay. I honestly thought I was the same way. So you're thinking that there's like a new level of depth oh that I'm thinking God. that like I don't like you. You're telling me that even though I think, let me get this wording right. I am telling you that, hey, Emmer, don't worry. I know that I don't know. Yeah. And you're like, no, Austin. You don't know. You, you don't, don't know. know how much you don't know That's what because I'm saying, man. it's just impossible to know Austin, that you might say, look, man, Amr, I don't really know discipline, but I, but I do wake up every morning at this time and I work out. <laughs> That's then, not what I'm saying, by the way, Amr. I'm just no, saying, no, I know, but okay, you, okay, okay. it's like, it's like, you don't know discipline. It's like, yeah, but we'll make, you know, the reason that you didn't read for nine months is because you had an, a low predictability schedule and that was enough. I, I was, yeah, I was way too reactive. So my, 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 so this is where I'm, this is actually the point I'm trying to get to is that I come at it with like a, a conundrum or like a, a conflict of some kind, right? Like the, I, it's weird because like, I know it's there, but for me, there's like this thing that we never talk about, which is like. I, I don't know if it's laziness or if it's like. I know what it is. Like, it's weird because I can see it and I, I've not- I notice it before we talk about it, right? Yeah, I have a question that I, this is all leading to one burning question. Well, this is it. This is where it feels like we're going. What's Ready? the question? Yes. How many hours a week do you sit and think? That's all you do is think. Like, meaning you can't you can't do this while driving, right? Oh God, no! No, no, yeah, no. I'm gonna say thirty minutes a week, and it's all accidental. It's just like forgot. Yeah, thinking, my, are, are you reactively like, thinking? No, actively. Thinking. No, I'm actively thinking, but it's like it's a it's is a it type of work? circumstance. It could be about anything. Yeah, like it could oh, be okay. about. Give me an could, example. Tell, tell me about these thirty minutes. Um. Well, the reason I say it's reactive is because it's usually because like my laptop died, my phone died, I forgot my earphones, or I'm waiting for someone or something. Right? Like it's not like oh. a planned. It's not like a no, planned. Okay. Like so zero. So zero proactive. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I, there are times where I'm, I'm just thinking and sure. what I do think about is some crate, like just some out, some of it's outlandish, like what would life be like if I was this squirrel or something, you know, like that's not thinking. That's not thinking. Okay. Let me, let me, let me define thinking this thinking <laughs> session. Well, no, that is thinking Amber. Like it's just thinking about life from different angles. Like, and, and, and that was meant to be a little bit humorous, but like, what would life oh, be okay, like if it. I was like this person or in got this it, way, like, no, I mean, how many hours a week do you sit there and do a self diagnosis of your, 
of your life on why you do things and developing a zero zero i'm with you i'm at zero a week and this is the next thing i'm working on is scheduling time in my calendar where I do nothing, but and you see me taking notes. By the way, mm-hmm. I I just like discovered that if I got like a hard note, I'm like ten times smarter. I feel like with a notebook. You mean just like having a notebook, you feel ten times smarter? No, no, because I can write down my thoughts and organize them. I can't yeah. do that in my head. James can do that in his head pretty well, but like, that's the next thing I'm gonna be working on is is sitting there and answering some some crazy questions. What are you doing? What are you reading? Well, I was just looking at my notebook that was beside me and it. The last, my pen was like the bookmark in it and I flipped it open. And it was all the things I, all the questions I had written down for James during his, our conversation. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree, but I do think I, I can keep them in my head a little bit, but I do like writing them down. I just feel like I never go back and look at them. So it, it, Oh no, that's just for me. It's just like, it's so yeah, perfect. No, I'm, I'm so calm and in control. I get overwhelmed when I think. Mm. when i think really hard i get a little overwhelmed mm. but when i have a notepad i'm unstoppable you can't you can't outthink me i feel like. <laughs> uh-huh. okay but so, anyways anyways so the, so the only so what does that look like in your schedule what's it called and is there an actual process to it or is it just like no let your let your mind roam well right now it's between 10 to 11 monday to friday where i sit there and i just ask myself what is the problem what are the problems? And then I would just make a list of problems that are annoying me. Do I have the solutions to all these? So let's say I have a, let's say my problem right now is like um, uh, getting an assistant. I need an assistant. Okay. Okay. Do I know what, what I need to do about this? Do I have full conviction? Do I have an understanding of that requirement? And then if I do, then yeah, great. Then I just need to go take action. So not really a problem. That's already solved. What else is bothering me? Man, it's right now what's bothering me is trying to figure out how much time should I be spending with my mom? Should it be once a week or twice a week? That's, a, that's harder to solve. So let me solve it right now. In this hour, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to solve. I'm going to spend an, uh, uh, one day or, or two days a week with my mom. Okay, great. What else am I solving right now? Dating. Should I start dating now and not knowing what I do and enter a world that I don't know that I don't know, open myself up to potential things that I'm not aware of and maybe put my performance at work. That's how it has cursed me. If I start dating, I'm going to, I'm going to decrease my performance at work. That's something I got to solve. I got to sit there and do some thinking. I'll, and I'll, solve that. I'll solve that for you right now, Ammer. No, I know the answer. The answer is, okay. Ammer, you're wrong. Go mm. date. They're not okay. connected. I know okay. that's the answer. Okay. You know, in math, when they give you the solution, you have to show your work. If I never show my work and if I never see it for myself, I'll never do it. Yes. I got to do the thinking. I got to do that homework. Okay, Ammer, why are you getting a health coach? What's the point of getting in shape? My goal is to be 175 shredded. Why? What are the goals? What are the outcomes here? I, I didn't know until I sat down with that coach and we did mm. some thinking. He really asked me, like, why? Well, what's the point? Okay, you hit 175, then what? Well, I don't know, man. I, I answered that question. Right. So I'm, 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 right? Sleep. 
I figured out this week a conclusion that I've been avoiding, which is, damn, man, it really is. For me to take this business to the next level, I need a sleep and morning routine. Shit. I don't want to do that. I don't want to mm. do it. Austin, I don't want to do it, man. I don't want to go to sleep at 11. But you do. You, you kind of do, 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 though, no? What does your morning look like, though? Like, you, you, I feel like you have a little bit of a routine. No, I, I wake up, brush my teeth, take a shower, prepare for the call. Then it's just an hour. It's just like I wake up, read for 15 minutes, shower. That's it. But it's the going to bed, man. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my, it's the going to bed. Mm-hmm. I got to go to bed. I got I to gotta start sleeping before 1 a.m. And that is just. Dude. But I, but I need to do the work, man. It's I crazy, the- Amher, like just how life is so interesting. Because like you and I have such different inefficiencies. <laughs> it's insane, dude. <laughs> The amount of nights that I'm awake past 1 p.m., I could count on one hand per year. I'm not joking. Like, it's just, it sucks to be awake past 11.30. Like, yeah. it's just, See, I gotta, pain- I gotta work it's just painful. That. No. Yeah, I guess you do. But, like, it's it's interesting, right? Like, you don't have the same conditioning with, uh, with like, let's say, eating or drinking. And, and I don't have no, the same. No, I do, condi- though. I do. You do? That's, okay. how, it, that's how I got it. So, I figured oh. out. I'm like, dude, I'm struggling eating three meals a day actually struggling well why well i need again, to figure though, out again though the difference in inefficiencies struggling <laughs> to eat three meals a day can you believe what Isn't you just said crazy? i know i know fuck because i'm just always working dude i could I eat eight meals work. a day man um, i just want to work yeah so i figured out i just reverse engineered it i'm like okay i gotta have my morning smoothie in the morning oh, yeah shit. dude what a novel oh, concept shit. yeah Okay, but then if I do that, when do I have lunch? Yo, Amber, like, I'm realizing, wait. sorry to interrupt you. I'm realizing when, when you showed me around your place with James, like where you live, you, you brought me downstairs and you showed me your fridge. And I was like, that is the most weird. You showed me like the pan you cook your dinner with. You're like, look, you're like, look at the pan. Look at this. I'm like, and I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, why the fuck is he showing me this thing? And now I'm realizing you're like, dude, look at the things I cook my meals with. This is sick. <laughs> But yeah. no, I'm I'm saying that's awesome for you because it's like the same thing as me like showing you like a, a like a gym that I'm going to or something, right? Like, oh, look at this, yeah. Dude, my God, yeah. man, my yeah. God, me, me trying to figure out some of this stuff, Austin. Like, okay, morning shake, what should be in it? That was a three month journey, right? Let's figure out what the hell I should have for breakfast. A three month journey? What are you talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, meeting with a nutritionist, doing some thinking, debating with James, research what doing blood work of course this is what i mean by doing the work this is what i mean by doing the some of the thinking yeah like what okay. are my goals is my goals to optimize for efficiency or longevity right is it for energy or all of the above how mm. much red meat should i be consuming per week yeah. what about fish what about vegetables should i be taking ag1 or should i try put some broccoli on my steak dude yeah so I think it's worthwhile to have a session a week where it's just you and your brain. And you do it once a day. Well, no, hold on. I've done it zero hours a week for my whole life. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah. starting next week, um, I have like... Like starting tomorrow, um, like Monday? Well, hold on. The last time I did it, Austin... 
was for three days. I didn't do it for one session. I did it for three days during my detox. Right, right, right. Okay. I was literally in a prison cell and I was forced to think. Hmm. And then my business literally started making money. My is health that, is that improved. really the turnaround I point for you? I swear to God, man. February 4th. I swear to God. All you needed was. I, that. I'll show you the numbers. I'll show no, you. No, you did show I'll me the show numbers. Show you the actually, But But I didn't know it was after. No, I mean, the... I mean, like the numbers of when it started. It started oh, yeah, yeah, 4th. yeah. I didn't see how that lined up. Yeah. The detox. The Pretty detox nuts, just forced man. me to think. So I'm like, dude. Pretty nuts. How did I miss that? The time in my life where I spent the most amount of thinking, I got the most results. <laughs> Why am I not thinking every week? Why am I not just sitting and, and thinking? <sighs> what is this? What, like, it seems like the thinking is more to do with just like, the, it's like there's I mean, the like same... developing an understanding. That's what I mean. Developing an <clears throat> understanding. Of what your goals are, an understanding of who you don't want to be, an understanding on how to solve specific problems and why they need to be solved, mm-hmm. and do you want to solve them? It it's like so something that work. John says early. He said this, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but he talked about like the powerfulness of being disagreeable, because when you do, yeah, yeah you John's s- done the homework to be. When you say yes to something, you have to do that thing. But when you say no to something, you still get to do something with that time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's no, like we, we talked about this in different places. Your yes to no ratio, right? But no I'm just more. saying, like the idea that like a yes, you're committing to something; a no, you're just saying no to that thing, which remains it open. So you get to like have considered that activity and then also have it remain open for something else. So it's like. The, the idea with your reflection period or whatever you're going to call it, critical thinking hour or whatever, which I can totally it is, it see. Is, it is one, it is like, um, once a week, um, that I'm going to make it to, it's like, a I'm going to start at an hour in a week and I'm going to see the effects of that. And then if it increases, I might just block a whole day for it. Right. But it seems like what it does is it just says no to everything else in your life. So that like the, the, like everything else. It doesn't matter if like, I imagine you're going to be unreachable during that time. Oh like my God, completely. dude. Yeah. But like the, the, the analogy I look at it is I'm, I'm going to go down. Like it's like in this ship. Yeah. I'm in this ship. I'm driving yeah. the ship. I'm going to go down to the hull. Is that what it's called? I don't know. This probably isn't a good analogy because we don't know ship stuff, but I'm going to go down go to, to the, the hull, dark hole. The hull. What was it? What was it? The hull? It's the the hull or the cargo hold. I mean, it kind of depends on what you're cargo talking hold. about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like go Hulk down Quebec? the cargo hold. Yes, like Hulk Quebec. <laughs> nice. You're correct. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Just separate. He's already. Big ship town, bud. Listen, listen. Nice. So okay. I I would go down to the cargo part of the ship with a stool, and I'm gonna make sure that we're our compass is pointing to true north. It's all I'm just making sure we're sailing in the right direction. I'm right. not planning the the trip. I'm not drawing the map. This is different than your weekly scheduling hour. You know, every hour we sit down, we run payroll, we plan out our week. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sitting there and thinking, why are we even taking this ship mm-hmm. to where we are? What I'm not talking about, though, is meanless, meaningless philosoph- philosophization. 
I, I'm not I'm not saying that. Oh, why do we hear? Why do we exist? Hmm. I think that's like you you got to earn the right to ask those questions first. First, we got to figure out like why do you not want to go to the gym? Why do you? Hey, Emmer, I'm I'm uh, ignore, yeah, I'm open to this. To the I, I'm so intrigued by this idea to the point that I think. Okay, I'm going to pick a time for myself to do this because I can see the value immediately. Oh my god, man! Yeah, I don't know the structure. Because honestly, Emmer, the thing that the the thing I've the thing I like we were talking about the reading, like the oh my god, you haven't read in nine months. What reading is for me is kind of that. Like it gives me the opportunity to just like digest someone else's thoughts and either make them my own or refute them, and the that whole process is really something I've grown to appreciate and something that I kind of, I guess, took for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, so, but what I'm fearful of though, Mm -hmm. if I commit to this is that like, I won't make these because there's no, um, Oh, this is all long-term versus short-term. No. Yeah. But I guess because there's no direction, it's just like me in a, essentially in a, like, you know, I wanted to actually ask this? you about your sensory deprivation tank experience, by the way. I wanted to ask oh, you about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. kind of reminds me of like, you're, you're kind of in a sensory deprivation tank, like you, with your thoughts, right? So. Well, how about um, this? Here's the I wanna, whole, I here's wanted to homework. do it. I wanted to do it once and then talk about it with you on Sunday sure. next week. Here's the homework for the first session. Yeah. Figure out what you want that session to be. <laughs> Use that time to think, to think about <laughs> what you think is the best way to spend this session using the tool Fuck. that is thinking. How about that? Damn. How about you do some thinking and find that answer, Austin? Because I'm going to do the same, brother. What are we calling this session, Amr? Um, man, I, I feel like I don't want to name it anything. Well, <laughs> what, is this going to be a blank box in your calendar? Like, what, what is it going to... What's it gonna say? Um, all right, think? let's let's do. Oh, sure, you want a name here? Let's. Well, I just want to know. Like, I'm gonna mm. do the same thing, right? So think. Uh, think. Um, Hold on. I'm just gonna put think, comma. That's it. Look at this. Right here, Tuesday, noon. Yeah, think. Yep. There you go. Yeah. One of the uh one of the things you probably picked up on is how polished James is and just how smart and how deep of an understanding he has on certain things. Way beyond the three of us. Yes. And he's 27. He's one year older than you and John. Right. Crazy. Why? James, I don't know if it's wired his way or he developed this habit. James thinks very hard to come to James with something that he hasn't solved already. Very hard. It, it, okay, give me an example. I, I I don't disagree with you. I'm just curious to throw. Think. Give me give me any subject. Anything. Uh, like business. Like it could be anything non-business related as well. Everything. Okay, free will versus determinism. Where are you at? Yeah, he, yeah, he has he has something on that. Really. Yeah, for sure. And it's he just like thinking about this. But there's oh, no right sure. like it's just what he thinks. It's what Oh he's... man, but but he's done the homework where you're like, man, like I don't know how to like debate this. <laughs> okay, well I might have to have that conversation with him. 
Well, we're gonna have him back, so you, yeah, you can test yeah, these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's thinking about, about the evolution of uh, about of puppet theater over the last millennia in Western Europe. No, no, obviously no. <laughs> what are his thoughts on that? No, if it doesn't interest him, he probably didn't think about it. Uh, why are you assuming that wouldn't interest him? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that is an assumption. You're okay. Uh, let's think about. Um... Okay, you get the point. No, but <clears throat> but James does so much thinking that. Mm. It's like that's a result of that is he's so clear that he's he, living a happy life. Has he talked to you about that? Like uh, about the, the, this idea of the oh my God. critical this thinking where, Yes, hour? yes. I get roasted for it all the time. But you don't do it? Yes. Oh, my God. Holy moly. So what does he do to his environment when he does that? Like he just puts himself in a room, no phone, just like a notebook? No, he um he like sits cross-legged, goes like this. Uh, if if you if you're listening to this, he just basically he has his left arm across his chest as if he's crossing his arm, and then the right arm, or the right elbow resting on that left arm, and then he's just holding his face like he's thinking, and he just looks at the ground and goes like this. But he's just like in the <clears throat> in the middle of his living room or something. Yep, or his bedroom. Just thinking. Would he be? Could he be going on a walk? Yeah, walks too. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, his walks are super slow <laughs> because he's thinking, mm-hmm. not walking. Mostly thinking. So, anyways, yeah, I'm starting to realize I'm lucky enough to have some tools, but they're also small and rusty. But I have tools thinking. more than the average person. But I don't use them, man. I don't use them that much. Talk about them sometimes. I use them when, like, the situation arises. But I never actually do an audit of that toolbox. I don't Mm. adjust my compass that often. And I don't know, like, I blame myself for this. Mm. And I, I, I used to blame, like, the student work structure. Like, man, like nine months, you create a plan, you stop thinking and you run with it. Mm -hmm. Just do for nine months. Don't think. You know, James said, you know, to really succeed in stewards, you don't have to think. It's not true, man. It's like, sorry, it's true about student works, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't think about other things in your life. Like with the business, you just have to do the system, right? But but, uh, I just assume that I should stop thinking about every area of my life as well, which is just BS. Right. No, there should be some thinking done here, right? And, um, you know, I don't know if I was the first guy to do it, but, I, you know, having a production manager was a little bit of thinking, figuring out that I don't want to do production and reaching out to Michael Hawley and um, some other people to help me understand how to create a production manager position helped me do 225. You know, I feel like I I figured that out. And then and then it was like a sales manager. And I had to like um I think I I think Marnus was like the only person that I knew who did it properly with uh, with Zach. And I'm like, okay, well, let me do some thinking. What should the compensation system be like? Then I talked to Michael Hawley and then we thought of something. So the production manager and the sales manager was caused through thinking. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look back in my university. I didn't really do a lot of thinking in university. Like, 
I don't know if I'm gifted or whatever. Like I just didn't have to fully put any effort. And now that, you know, now that I'm realizing. And the reason I'm mentioning this, Austin, is because of our potential. Like we can actually still become anything we want to be. I just wrote War- down Warren eight Buffett. things that I need to think about, man. And like, the, and it, it honestly is, it, it, it makes me a little bit angry, admittedly, <laughs> that these eight things. Can you name them? Or is that private? No, I can name them. But just to be clear, that these eight things um, take up, or they represent 75% of all anxiety that I have. Oh my God. But that I haven't actually, like I'm realizing, like I haven't actually sat down and thought about it. Oh my God. Which is just, makes me a little bit, it makes me. so silly? Makes me pretty fucking angry, to be honest. Like now that I see the. Oh my God, dude. Uh Okay. Um, so the first things I'm going to be looking at that I that came to mind, I'm sure they'll. Pro- I could probably make a list of thirty if I actually sat down and thought about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mastering my fitness. What that actually looks like. What does that even mean? Why well, I know. <laughs> exactly. I, but but yeah. that but that's what I think about. Like that's what good, I think good. I have to do. So like. Why? Sleep. Why master your fitness? Because no, I'm not ask asking you right now. No, but I this this is kind of helpful because I think I need like I want to know what the best version of my body looks like before I die. Is that a good reason? No. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> but that, that's literally how I'd answer that question. It's not a good reason. Um. Yeah, man. Time. We gotta, figure, we gotta figure this shit out. So, like, um, I have this quality. Whereas the moment I feel like I get overwhelmed or flustered with how many things I have to do in the near future, I I shut down. So I take Very like, good. so I'm gonna call this like the time management procrastination cycle. So I yeah, like sometimes you know how sometimes like I have like a twenty you have like a twenty thing to do list, Hammer. Yeah. but you'll never do three of them yeah yeah it's that yeah um so i want to like actually unpack that there you go uh how often should i see my mom which is something i took from you but yeah i had never it's, actually it's, it's, it's thought a crazy about thing to think about yeah yeah man because I, I i i love my mom dearly like probably you know, there's miranda and my mom like like those two people i mean i obviously love my dad and my sister and you know my friends but it's just like sure bro yeah she brought you in it's this very world. important you don't have to like explain that <laughs> no but i was just trying to, yeah it's like dude i love i love my mom man i love oh, her bro. oh my god yeah no uh <laughs> but it's just like to me it's it's re- it's especially stupid that i haven't thought about that but i know i'm, I'm not putting like negative connotation sure on yeah, I have that's fine. whatever um quality time uh and i put quality time with miranda because like I actually don't think I've ever thought of the appropriate amount of time that we should aim to spend together, which is just kind there of you go. crazy. Like we haven't actually identified that. So there's no standard. There's no like, there you go. And, and that means that largely those two, those two very important relationships in my life are, are going to be reflected on with subjective and emotional variables like how do i feel 
my relationship with my mom is going? Oof. How do I feel my Oof. marriage is going? Right? <laughs> like that's, but yeah. but that's how most, that's how I would say, you know, most people, including myself, would, would audit their relationship or, or would like start to think good or bad about a relationship. Right? It's like, how do they feel it's going? I know, I know, I know. I had this conversation with a uh, with a client who, where she felt that it was too hard to find employees from Indeed. Mm. And then I forced her to pull out the receipts. And she hired five employees off like $2,000. And you're like, that's um, actually above average. No, like if it's costing you two grand in this economy to hire an A-quality employee that no, sticks that's what I'm saying. for more than 30 days, you're getting a bargain. That's she what I'm saying. She got, a, she got above average return. Like it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Let's look at the data over emotion, man. Let's, yeah. let's go back here. Number four, what should my relationship with my sister look like as yeah. I as we age? Holy. Um, number five, what should I... Or sorry, number six. What should... Um, my relationship with my dad look like as he ages. So my dad's a bit of an interesting one, um, because <clears throat> he has a brain injury and wants to travel, but can't travel alone. And mm. I want to travel with him, but he just turned sixty last week, mm-hmm. and so I'm realizing there's actually kind of a timer on that. Mm. <laughs> I made the same realization with my mom too. She just turned fifty. Yeah. So I'm just like. There's only really like 10 years of like, we can go anywhere type thing. Pretty crazy, man. Um, what is Mark's role going to look like in 2023? Uh, I, I think that's really important to me in the business because um, we're at a point where Mark can like fully level up and take on double the responsibility for a way better salary, but there's sure. just so much risk of um him not doing well and what that would mean for the business and him. So I I can't even really articulate it well. I would even say what I just said is like somewhat incorrect, but yeah. Um, I just need to think a lot about that because I, I, I've always had this feeling with Mark where it's like, he's so good and I, I value him so much that I want to pay him as much as I possibly can. However, that has led me down a path that has, without realizing it, made me have him do things that aren't as risky, like aren't as, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, like, yeah. You gotta do some because I want to pay him as much as I can, I've tried to not have him do things that are going to risk that. Yeah, just actually yeah. kind of fucked. And then the the last thing is just like, what are um who are the salespeople I will be uh, onboarding, boarding, boarding? Yeah, yeah, you're breaking up a little. What the audacity? So okay, hold on, hold on. So we're back, right? You yeah. Can hear me? okay so i just my finger just flicked my computer and it disconnected my mic so my my audacity paused when like it paused for like the time i was disconnected so maybe like three seconds okay so when i so when it plugged back in i just had to like start try and leave a three second empty gap that's fine you know okay yeah 
Yeah. If you were listening to this and you heard a little gap, you didn't miss anything. Literally, Austin didn't yeah, say anything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the last thing is just the sales role hiring. Yeah, there you go. And, like, I, that gives me a lot of anxiety because I'm, I'm not going to be able to do a lot of the sales for my own business next year. Like, I was, like, so yeah. my responsibilities change. And I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about hiring someone who's talented that is fully bilingual. Did you take the notes that John took? Because I'm learning about hiring salespeople right now as well. Do you remember taking notes on the big three? On tracking morning meetings, managing a salesperson. When John spoke about it on the podcast, yeah, dude, John was asking me a whole bunch of questions about hiring salespeople, and I was like giving him some of the stuff yeah. that I started learning from Cole. Yeah, no, and 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 I uh, I did like I, I I even participated in the conversation. My actual biggest thing is just finding someone okay, okay. who is bilingual. Okay, got it. Cool. Yeah. That's actually my biggest concern, mainly because, okay, to, to touch on your point, it's, it's, there are things I can learn from that conversation, but I'm not even there yet. Like I haven't even been able to Dude, find what somebody if, who is a good candidate on the surface who is bilingual. What if you got two salespeople, have them compete with each other. One yeah. speaks English, other speaks French. For sure. I, I, I think that's even better, but like just finding, Sorry. Doesn't even have to be bilingual, just French. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, do some thinking. We're not. I we're gonna do the. We're not gonna do the thinking right now. Yeah. Sorry. But anyways, sorry. man, this yeah. this but is what I'm are... saying. Isn't this crazy? Right. So you're telling me, Mammer. Yes. Okay. And I'm gonna sound like the the the, for the sake of the the role, I'm gonna sound like the um. The hard to persuade customer, the stubborn customer. So you're telling me, Mammer, that all I have to do is think. Gabe, pull up that quote about some men would rather die than think, or something like that. Pull up, pull, pull up that quote. Pull that up, JMO. <laughs> JMO, isn't that what Mark Norman calls uh, during Protect Our Parks? JMO, pull yeah. up the goog. JMO, <laughs> give it a goog. <laughs> oh, here we go. Bertrand Russell. Most people would rather die. Wait, what? Uh, yo, just click on it. Hold on, I, I clicked on it. Hold on, sorry. Jeez, why is it not? Allowing right. me to, hold on. Oh, oh, just, God, just I got oh God! Here. It's there all over. If you're listening oh, to this, no. there's just pop-ups everywhere. There's a virus no, down the. <laughs> oh my God! Some people would rather and die than think. Many, many do. do. Bertrand Russell, yeah. our boy Birdie. So look, man, you know, there's something there, Austin. And so let me let me tie it back to this heuristic I got from Sam Ovens that I'll that I'll share with you here. Um here it is. Here's where most people go wrong. Some people don't make a new educated assumption. So they don't even they don't they don't, they don't even want to try something new. And if they they'll try something new, they're like, okay, man, I, I think I, like here, this is what I did. I made a uneducated assumption. I'm like, I'm just going to eat red meat every day. Don't know why. Just seems like it's the right way to go. So that's where most people go. And then some people make a new educated assumption like Austin just did. He just made an educated assumption, a hypothesis, that if he scheduled time in his week to think, his life would be better. But then some people mm -hmm. make a new educated assumption, but then don't take action. It's like, hey man, like I want to run a 500k business next year, mm. and this is this is the amount of doors I got to do. They've they've made the right hypothesis, but then they don't take action. 
And then some people... And as a result, they don't no, receive no, hold feedback on, just hold either. On, just hold on. Let me present this. Let me oh, present okay. This. But then some people make a new educated assumption, take action, but then never look at the feedback. So this is how I lived most of my life. I got to admit. Is I'm going to go do some reading, surround myself with really smart people, make really smart assumptions and hypotheses, and then I'm going to take action. And that has given me the results in my life so far. But I, I skipped the third step, which is listening to the feedback. If I didn't have a coach telling me the feedback for me, I missed it. It's gone. Through my head. Wow. I see your, the, the connection to your original three points before. Yeah. So here's the conclusion. You must make a new educated assumption, take action, look at the feedback, and then use that feedback to iterate. Iterate means to do and restart, which means you use the feedback to, even a, to make a more educated assumption. Take action, look at the feedback, make a more educated assumption, and then just kind of have it feed on itself. This is why I think it's essential to have at least an hour a week where all you do is think, strategize, ask why, look at the feedback that your life's been giving you. The reason I've been asking you these questions, Austin, is because I just wanted to see, like, what actions have you been taking? Have you been taking mm-hmm. to get a better understanding of your life? And you, ha- and you haven't looked at the feedback. And there's a lot of areas in my life where I have not been looking at the feedback. And until February 4th came around, you know, I, I, I paid, I suffered for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, why, why don't I make that a uh, recurring activity in my life? Why don't I just think, think a bit more? Mm-hmm. Just do some thinking. I agree. Because I think the trap I went into is thinking, oh, Amber, all you need is to surround yourself with really smart people to do the thinking for you. What's the point? I mean, mm-hmm. like, why? I don't think you really believe I swear that, to God, though. man. I swear to God. I'm just laying it out here. I thought, man, if, if mm. what's the point of doing all this thinking if there's, the thinking's been done for me by way smarter people? So then right. I just took action based on other people's thinking that I've never audited, never double-checked, and never truly asked myself, wait, what the hell do I want? Right. Wait, yeah. who am I? Actually, like, what do I, what? Like, what am I trying to do here? Why? What? Yeah, it's just like, it's like this awakening. <laughs> and it's cool because, like, you know... um, I think there's like three people in my life who can, I can definitely say who do this really, really, really well. And that's James, Christine, his girlfriend, and Jonah, James' friend. I think mm-hmm. John's good at this, but I mean like really, really good. Like James, Jonah, and Christine are just like, oh, they're like, they, they've done some thinking. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, Ammer. <sighs> I value you. I love, <laughs> I love you. Too, and this was a great conversation. There you go. What do we add? What do we add, by the way? What do you mean? Oh, man. Was that oh, two yeah, hours? I got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, that was, no, that was like an hour 45. Nice. But that felt like 15 minutes. That's pretty honest. insane. Um, Want to do a little walk? I got to be up in about seven. 
I'm not going to take it away from John. I'm not going to read his lyrics. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. John isn't here. Is this the first podcast he missed? Yeah, I think it is. Also, yo, he just texted yeah, me. What is he saying? So just for some context so people know. So I got a text from John at 5.54 p.m. We start recording yeah. at 7. He goes, hey, I'm hoping you get this message. I'm in the middle of the forest right now on our annual bike trip. Bit of context. He's, with his, he's visiting his grandparents this weekend. They have an annual bike trip. I won't make the podcast. It's a long story, but I hope you know I'm suffering for it. We bit off way more than we can swallow with the bike through the mountains. I respond with, thanks for letting me know, all good. Then I get a text from John eight minutes ago at 9.17 p.m. saying, our bike ride ended up being 85 kilometers of biking in sand. Took us eight hours. (laughs) Damn. That's nuts. A slight miscalculation happens once every three years. Slight miscalculation. Damn. What a guy. Yeah, that's... uh, Have I missed a podcast? mm, Yes. You've missed one? Really? And it was because Fuck, what was it? I think I don't think you've met actually maybe you haven't missed a full one. There was one where I came late like an hour. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But I didn't miss any of them. But it was like planned. No. Damn, Amber. Good. Last one standing. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Amber's like, if we ever went to a shareholder's vote and the variable was most podcasts completed, I would have 100% completed. <laughs> cool, man. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm, I, I just try to look cool sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm... A, I'm excited to release this episode. B, I'm, I'm excited to release the episode with James. It's coming out tomorrow morning. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you would have already heard it. Let us know what you think. Or if you didn't, just fucking... Nah, there's... James is, he's referenced like four times in this conversation. Jesus. Well, it was a recent comments, conversation as well, right? But yeah, he is worth mentioning. Um, yo, Gabe. Thanks, man, for uh, helping us out here. Austin, it's a fun conversation. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Yeah. Always a pleasure to listen. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. And if you're listening, it's been the weekly call. I... Want to play some whack, but at this point, oh, but no, no, but at this I would, point, I would gladly read the wise. But uh, John he can come to Wakefield and fight me if he wants, yeah. No, no, but here's the thing at this point, me wanting to play the whack is just like it's just me trying to just you know grab the ox, so I'm not gonna do it, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, but um, if you want some whack, Yo. uh. You know where to find. Yes. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good. Good. Good evening. What? Hey, listeners! Thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the Weekly Call Pod or through email at theweeklycallpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material. 
and just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.